0: I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Better Together with Maria Menunos. As you can guess, it's Mr. Maria Menunos, <laughs> summing in for my beautiful and talented <laughs> wife, who is uh, on hiatus but we're very excited today. It's a uh, mental health awareness month,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right, Kelsey? That's right, it is. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna honor that yeah, we today. Are. We're gonna have some old friends back. Mm-hmm. But without any further ado, I'm gonna turn it over to Kelsey for the quote of the day.
2: Thank you, Kevin.
1: Introduce our guests and our friends as well. That's right. So without further ado, Miss Kelsey. Alexandra
2: Meyer. (laughs) Wow. Big uh, (laughs) intro there. Thank you, Kev. Our quote of the day, you guys, is what mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor, and more unashamed conversation. That's from the lovely Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Shout out, Glenn Close. Fatal attraction. Glenn Close is (laughs) not here with us today, but we have our friend returning, Ashley Sumner, and our new friend, Brahim Ah Ahusseini. (laughs) <laughs> nailed it. I nailed it. So we're really, really excited, you guys. Um, Ashley, as you know, was on with Kev when Kev and I were doing the show for a hot second um, back in Connecticut. She is the CEO and founder of Quilt. Quilt is a self-care audio social network for supportive, real-time conversations built to rehumanize social media with the goal of helping people feel better on a daily basis. And Brahim is is a renowned investor and founder of Full Cycle Climate Fund. He's also the managing member of the... Yeah, I'm going to ruin your last name again. The Husseini Group. Did I get it? Perfect. Yes. An investment company he started with his family in the early 2000s that invests in socially and environmentally responsible companies. So I'm really excited for this compo today, Kev. Look
1: at you. And by the way, kudos to Kelsey.
2: Did a great Wonderful job. Thanks, job. guys. <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: Okay, so... Ash, it's so good to have both of you in studio. Um, Give me an update on Quilt. Let's back up Mm. a little bit. Quilt is an app for anyone who doesn't know. I remember Clubhouse was the thing Mm. during the pandemic, right, with this app. And you could go on Clubhouse and you would hear from other experts and influencers advice on life. And what I loved about Quilt is like it was similar, except Quilt was just really focused on wellness. Yeah. Am I right with that?
3: Yeah, I mean quilt at our core is a wellness company. We just believe that community is the greatest way to feel better. Yes. Like feeling together, laughing together, playing together, creating together. So for <laughs> us, using audio like Clubhouse or Twitter spaces, but creating that environment more for connection and, and less for performance and being on a stage and you know, sharing what you know more about what you feel. Mm, I love that.
1: And In- So, Ash, just tell me, how how does Quilt work for people out there? I download the app, and then I get on the app, and then what?
3: Yeah, so you download the app. You pick certain areas of interest that you want to grow or learn or connect on. So that could be anything like career and purpose, relationships, spirituality, self-care, healing... Intimacy, you know, there are some primary categories, and then anyone can host conversations. They're audio only, no video. People can go in; they can non-verbally like participate as a listener or using certain emojis to react, or you can be in speaking. So you can kind of engage in the conversation, ask questions, share your story, express yourself. Um, types of conversations that have been happening. There's been. There's been a rise of conversations actually in the just for fun category.
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, oh,
3: really? Yes, oh, really? It's important. Imagine that. We've all been really like so sad tense and locked for up. two years. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: it kind of reminds me of Kev starting bowling. Yes. Just for fun. Well, well also... To, but, but it's kind of the same it, idea. No,
1: it's also to connect the synapses in my okay. brain. Dr. Raymond is a, has been a guest mm-hmm. on the show. He's one of the number one brain doctors in the world. And he, his, when you have brain damage, yes. one of the things that's good to do is to, you know, create yeah. new learning pathways yep, to course. learn new things. He's like, it's not even about being good. He's like, just so... I was, <laughs> no, but I love <laughs> it. Awesome. I
2: think it's kind of the same idea. I but think.
1: it's fun too. Yeah. But I no, I, listen, my whole motto in life is like help people... Be here to help people learn and, mm-hmm. and have fun. Have fun. That's it. You know, it's pretty simple. It's, so yeah. I love that. So tell me, so, so are you seeing an increase in that right now?
3: Yeah. In the past few months, um, almost... Uh, actually, in the past month, 70% of our conversations were tagged with Just for Fun. Wow. People are playing games. People are, like, hacking the product and, you know, dra- drawing and submitting photos into their profile. Oh, yeah. They're pulling tarot cards together. They're having... They're having... There's a Wine Down Wednesday. Like, Wednesday night on the app is, like, a party. So yeah, cute. they're nice. having They're having fun together. Yeah. And it's been... Wow. I mean, we are also very much here for the deep, meaningful conversations, the weekly grief groups, the, like, the processing mm. of feelings. And then also remembering that that can be yesterday and today. I can be, like, joining Wine Down Wednesday and, <laughs> you know, hanging out with some other human beings around the country, giggling. There's... Oh, there's also wacky whisper Wednesday where everybody just whispers. Stop. All the time. <laughs> and like we giggle. For the, I mean, yeah, you just but laugh.
1: Oh my God. It's just healthy, you guys. I love this because it's hard to be intense all the time. But I want the two of you to talk about something I've, I keep hearing in my, you know, I, I hear it in lectures and I've heard it for the last 10 years about all of us being connected. Mm-hmm. And I will say like it went in one ear and out the other with me. I was like, yeah, okay, woo-woo, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing like, oh, We are all connected, but can you, both of you speak to that? Because I know you work with the environment and one of the reasons why is because of that we're connected Mm. together, we're connected to the earth. But what I love about Quilt is it is bringing this connection, but even when we don't get along with people or we, you know, we judge other people or talk against other people, like we forget we're connected to them too, right?
4: Yeah.
1: Right. So can you guys help me with that? (laughs) Educate me on that, either one of you. Or both?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I can kick off by saying, um, you know, when I when I was launching Quilt last year, um, a huge inspiration behind that was really in the middle of a pandemic and sheltering in place.
0: Yeah, yeah. Being, I remember
3: being on social media and spending. I went from maybe spending ten minutes a day on social media to hours, right? Yeah, and all of a sudden, I didn't feel connected to other people. You know, like I I was processing like the, the news and information and feeling anger and feeling isolated and just feeling alone and not connected um, and so my you know the way I was thinking about quilt is can there be a kind space for us like a kind corner of the internet can we translate please like, please <laughs> please. <laughs> Pretty please well and I was thinking I'm like technology is amazing and it's created a lot of efficiency for us but you know, on-demand delivery, right? Like, yeah. you know, I can buy something and it's on my doorstep an hour later. I never have to make eye contact with a person ever again in an Uber. They're not interacting with you. Yeah. Social media, all of this technology has launched and we've lost spontaneous, serendipitous human interaction mm. offline, you know? And like so much comes from those moments that you don't plan but happen for you. Um, and so for, you know, for me, Quilt was very much that. And that's actually how you know, Brahim very spontaneously and serendipitously stumbled ac- ac- upon Quilt in his own way. And that's how we came into each other's lives. Wait, so
4: you so. just, Brahim, you just found it randomly. I read a New York Times article that was uh, mentioning Quilt and I liked the story and the premise of what Ashley Stan was as a founder of the company. So I had respect and admiration for her point of view there, but I what got me into to become an investor to have my family become investors is I downloaded the app and you're right it was at this peak of um what's the app called the uh, Clubhouse, Clubhouse yeah. right and I downloaded the app and I went into one of these quilts that's what they called their rooms quilts so I went into one of the quilts and I had this really unique experience that I don't remember having in any digital platform which is I was with eight strangers in a room and I felt like as comfortable as I would have been if I had known these people for 20 years. And it was so surprising to me that when I eventually two hours later had to get off the app for whatever was going on in my schedule that day, I felt invigorated and grounded as if something that I was hungry for was satiated, but I didn't know I was hungry for it. And, you, you, and I think you nailed it when you said connection. So I felt connected to eight people that I had never met before. And that gave me something that I kept with me the entire rest of that weekend. And I knew that I had stumbled upon something very special.
0: Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you.
1: I, I love hearing this from you because, first of all, as a male, um, but then also the fact that you are successful in finance, because I feel like sometimes in my experience, the people and the men who've been conquerors in that area have been have had an aversion to this kind of stuff, you know, it's like, like I would hear it's it's very 20th century, but I hear from a lot of friends on wall street and business. They say, Hey, business is a full contact sport. And they have that mentality. So I love that you, um, it's just inspiring to me that someone as successful as you, who's probably had to go play in that full contact sport game. doesn't mean you played full contact against them, but you had a, I'll take it to football. You had to be Deion Sanders. You had to be fast and yeah. right and, and work around them. And I know those businessmen too. But I I just I really admire that. And I, I'm hoping that and I and I'm pretty sure with Quilt and also with the new generation coming up that they'll understand the balance between, you know, you want making money, being successful, but then also still realizing we're connected. Mm. And you know, and like for you to again, I, I will stereotype, but I will say like a lot of my super successful male friends in finance, the last thing they'd want is seven strangers on um, a <laughs> quilt. Yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean?
1: Their friends are like, oh, he owns Pinkberry yogurt and he <laughs> is, was Bear. the first investor in Google. Like yeah. I'm saying when I'm around them, their posse is usually all other powerful men and women. Mm. I think that's just wonderful about you. It says a lot about you, but I also think it does open the door for more people to say, oh wait, it's okay. To be mm-hmm. successful, but then also to know we're connected. Yeah. Right. Cause you, you, yeah. I can always, you're going to answer this the right way because I can already tell. But you know, you can't take it with you anyway.
4: Right. It's all on loan. All of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I admittedly have never been that stereotype that you mentioned, partially because, you know, I grew up. You Is know, an immi-
1: immigrant, you think? Yeah,
4: I grew up as an immigrant, so I already felt the kind of burden of being a second-class citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a sensitivity that yes. comes from having a feeling, the you know, the highs and lows that life can throw at mm-hmm. us. So, as, But
1: sometimes you know, it can make you hard and go the other way. Fair. So people who yeah. are low-vibrating, you know, again, no judgment to them, but who are the immigrants and they got crapped on, now they're, they're hard. And they're like, I'm not giving anything. No one gave anything to me. So I think it's
4: beautiful that you... Talk about, please continue. Yeah. So I think that, you know, that kind of framed my point of view on life and on people that, hey, you know, it's a, you know, it's like, it gave me a specific sensitivity. So, for example, like my relationship to capital isn't a power over, but it is true partnership. Like you bring something to the table, I bring something to the table, one plus one equals three. We both get to create something powerful together in the world and reap the financial rewards from that uh, um, exponential, uh, uh, multiplier that we bring when we come together. And, you know, if it's like another point of view beyond being an immigrant is I was a scuba diver. So, you know, the, this whole notion of investing in climate technology came because I went scuba diving in the same spot year after year for a decade. And I saw the degradation and the quality nice. of marine life firsthand, mm. So, you know, something that was stunningly lush and beautiful and full of life became barren and full of plastic within a decade. And the oceans are kind of the canary in the proverbial climate coal mine. That's right. And now we see it above ground with the fires and the droughts and everything that's happening. But before that, it was underneath the surface of the water. So I literally, and I was already a very successful individual at that point. And I walked out of the water that day, like a deer in the headlights, thinking what is the point of becoming wealthy and continuing to accumulate wealth on a planet that's slowly dying that actually correction that we are killing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be, I don't want to participate in that because the things that I value the most in the world are not things that you can buy with money. Mm. They're the other things like we were, you know, you were snuggling with the the puppy earlier. You can't buy that with money. That's a relationship. You know, the our relationship with a breathtaking vista or the wonderment of, you know, of having a, a whale shark just come kind of swim by you while you're underneath the water and have your whole being just freeze because you're, you're so delighted and so enthralled and terrified <laughs> you know, all at the same time. It's like, you can't buy that. You can't buy it. It's funny. So one, this week I had
1: a meeting with somebody and I don't know business was over. So we just started just, you know, shooting the breeze. And he said his life changed when someone ran this situation by him and said to him, Hey, um, I'll give you $10 million right now. But there's one catch today is your last day on the planet. And something about that really made him go, wait, Wait, what? Like, so 10 million. So, okay, I'll give you 100 million. No. So when you really start thinking about, like, you wouldn't take any amount of money, but yet you're fighting every day for that when you already have that, in a sense, you know? And, um, yeah, I think for some of the, like, hungry capitalists out there, uh, I have empathy for you as well, but I, but, and maybe you don't have to be the one to say, okay, I'm going to change the world. I think you have a, we all have a responsibility to each other, but I, but I think, you know, the smart thing you could do is say, hey, okay, well, there's a need here, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a service you can provide somehow. I don't know how to do it, but I'm saying with the environment decaying, hey, if you're, if you're okay, you, how do you mm-hmm. fill that need and make a win win, mm-hmm. you know, and rather than being, Contributing to the problem,
3: yeah,
1: which is going to be, which is all of our problem now, and it's for our generations to come. But, um,
3: but we're also like we are victims of marketing too.
1: No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: mean, you know, I, I want to put it out there because you know, three thousand.
1: I think it's three thousand ads a day we see, or some some number. Or used to be, and now it's yeah. far more yeah. from the internet. Continue, please.
3: We have... I mean, because we're on Better Together, we're talking about healing. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what everybody cares about here. Like, we have all been told that if we just reach this place, buy this (gasps) thing, do this thing, we'll we'll feel better. Everything
1: will be amazing. Right. And Just make that one purchase on Amazon.
3: And all of those things put you further into debt, Mm -hmm. pulls you further away from, like, being at your dinner table with your family, with making eye contact, having serendipitous interactions... So you know, it's that's like the society that we are in, and I think the reckoning that we're also in because you know, social media certainly exacerbated the capacity for marketing. Right? It it took it from just like on the television to all day long. We are being told, if you just got this thing, you'll feel better, and it's
2: instantaneous. I mean, look at Instagram. I literally buy stuff from Instagram all the time. But then,
3: then, but it's
1: also even even the fight for likes, you know, and comments and all that stuff. It's um. We think that's going to fill. When we were, I was, we visited Fiji one time Mm. and there was a big, um, I don't know, hotel that was there. Oh, Bora Bora. And there was a really beautiful hotel that was there. And we were staying at you know, very blessed to be able to do that. And right next door was a family of natives Mm. that, you know, that lived there. And every morning I would see, they had one boat. It was a very small boat and had a little tiny gas engine on it. But it would go out every day and it would come back and filled with coconuts and fish. Mm. And, um, you know, again, this is my 20th century brain at work. This was 10, 12 (laughs) years ago. So I wanted to talk to them. I'm a history major, so I love people and I Mm -hmm. love learning. So I was talking to them. So my mind went into, listen, (laughs) you're right next to this beautiful hotel. Do you understand the money you could be making? Like, all right, let's figure this (laughs) out. And they just looked at me like, what planet are you from? And it was amazing that like, no, we don't want we're that. We're
2: good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no, but what do you mean? Like don't you want to be fat like me? Yeah. <laughs> no, but they were all like they were just so happy yeah. and and it's like, yeah. you know, and it, I had to now years later I processed that conversation and I realized like, oh my god, like they have it right.
3: That's power. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I'm thinking, you know, more better. <laughs> more. more. But yeah, that's 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 the darker side of uh, capitalism, you know, that uh you know, we do need some kind of new government to come up. You know, I don't agree with communism or you know, either. Like I don't think that's right. That's been a proven fail in my opinion. But we need it we need to evolve to. I say conscious capitalism, but there's gonna be a better even name for it. Mm. Um but I love where again, these are the guys like you, yeah. Bahim. This is the you are the ones that can lead this and are leading it. And your generation too, Ash, and what you're doing at Quilt.
3: Yeah. I mean, after he had that conversation. Um, he found me on Facebook and sent me a message that was just like, no, way. I don't, I
1: love this. I know. Wow. Oh, I know. Tell me.
3: I forget exactly the language to paraphrase. It was like, um, I was on quilt <laughs> for hours. I have no idea what just happened, but if there's anything that I can do wow. to support you, any, like any you know, contacts, resources, wow. conversation, like I am here to support this mission. Like I see what can happen with it. Ooh. That's crazy, Graduate and it, it turned, in yeah. t- turned into a like a Sunday seven a.m. hours of of a phone call, really talking about the vision of quilt. Wow! And so, yeah, for somebody to have that type of that type of awareness and uh, connection to the experience, but also the capital and desire to be—I mean, there, there's a generosity to just reaching yeah. out that I'd never experienced before.
4: So, well, he- it's it, good. Go ahead, please. I mean, it's relatively self-serving, right? Because when you experience a platform that can, I think you said it uh, very well, you know, help us live in a kinder world. You know, I live in that world. Mm -hmm. I want that world. You know, I want, you know, I don't want uh, people to suffer because marketing told them that they're not enough. And the only way for them to ever become enough is to buy more things. And of course, that's, that's the insidiousness of that whole industry is basically to cut you and then tr- sell you the band-aid and then cut you again and sell you the next band-aid. <laughs> and it's so a, true. God. Yeah, is the, you know, and what we're actually trying to fill is that loneliness, is that insecurity, right. is that feeling of less than that is an example of an unfa- unfettered version of capitalism that is forcing us to be in this, never ending cycle of consumption to try to fill this bucket with, with this drilled hole in it that they put in there. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, what you're doing here, just even having this conversation and hosting this conversation is allowing everybody who's listening to just wake up from that spell. Wake up from that spell,
3: mm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm.
4: It is a spell. mm mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah,
1: you know, it's like I—I I was saying this yesterday to someone else too, how the term "woke" mm. has just had so much toxicity attached to it from people, you know, and from probably people with this mentality, right? That we're talking, about. but I—I—I I, um, I advocate for people to move away from woke to awakened and awakening, mm. and so awaken
4: from the spell,
0: mm. you mm-hmm.
4: know, that we've all been under.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: yeah. There is a lot of uh, that 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 whole movement it's you know it's uh, the reason why it's so aggressive is because it's pent up uh yes. persecution for yes, so long for so,
1: it's just like you know and, yeah you're like okay what yeah. you know like you're ready to snap uh, 100% exactly that's what happened you know whatever with the all the protests it's just mm-hmm. people just had enough. enough
4: and they just snap yeah and they have the you know of course they snapped it's been so long yeah. like the system has been uh oppressing so many people for so long that this like this little window of exhale allowed a universal scream to come out That's and really it's it still was. it's yeah. still making its way reverberating through the world and it has a long way to go but at least we're now starting to tease out what's in that yeah. scream and starting to look at the little pieces of it and start to hopefully help you know well, I think it's education which is what quote what you're doing Correct.
1: and mm-hmm. by the way just to say wake up from the spell Like I always say sometimes like one quote will just change your life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know Maria's like uh, Tony Robbins' life is happening for you not to you mm-hmm. that got Maria my wife through her brain thing mm-hmm. she's kept going back to that no mm-hmm. matter how bad the news was about her mm-hmm. mom or this or that and just to hear that now that just really affected me like mm-hmm. wait we are in her in spell. spell and I feel like you know after the the screaming, if we could get, continue to educate yeah. people to let them know you've been under a spell.
3: Yeah. And I understand
1: yeah. why you're upset, yeah. but you've been under a spell, yeah. but you have it within you now yeah. to wake up.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know. Si- silence uh, usually comes from, you know, shame and fear. And I think protesting is a act of community coming together and, you know, roaring together. Yeah. But it's a community act to find your voice and to believe you can use it. You know, whatever that looks like. And then what comes on the other side of that, right, is there's a processing of those feelings and then there's like a groundedness of like, what does it look like to be in action? You know, once I'm feeling better about processing the grief that I've been kind of bucketing backwards for so long, what do we ultimately end up doing? Like, we come together, we feel better, and then we get to do good, hopefully. The idea is that we can ultimately end up doing good together, too.
4: I... I do want to say, uh, just in kind of tipping my hat to you, Ashley, is the, the people who go on to quilt, um, leave with, because I've had this experience with a certain feeling of satisfaction. Mm. That's, I think something that's missing is, you know, the, the satisfaction of connection Mm. that makes us, you know, like. They, you know, If you think about the visual of the person who is continuing to eat because they're trying to be satisfied, yeah. but yeah. they yeah. can't get satisfied because yeah. right. there's not enough nutrition in that food in the first mm. place. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with they, the consumerism too, you're buying
1: things, buying things, but right. you never fill that void. But with when you have human connection
3: mm.
1: and yeah. you really have these great mm. exchanges... Mm. It's different, and you have mm-hmm. that. I love that you guys have that over at quilt. And I, I say, twenty first century is going to be the century of mental health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has to be because of where we've just gotten yeah. between social media and um, everything else we talked about.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, apparently on quilt. I just kept saying crying is cool, mm. <laughs> and then I started putting it on swag. My favorite. Hat. Right. No. This <laughs> is. She yeah. Let's okay. So you guys, let's
1: take a quick break. Yeah. And we come back. I want to talk about crying is cool. Awesome. I want to talk about the fact that you're male membership is like drastically increased, which is really positive. I want to talk about the age groups and some of the subjects you're going over. Yeah, cool. And then I know you did some work. You read Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Our Fan Base Loves. Uh, Dr. Joe Maria's uh, done so much work and... You know with them so i th- yeah there's, there's a lot here okay you guys we'll be right
0: when you're on the go 24 7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom Sure, it is. And by the sure way, the older is. I get,
1: I, the more I just cry on a dime now. And I grew up with a dad, never even saw him cry. Yeah. He was slapped in the face, I think, at six. And then he was told never to cry again. And he never yeah. did. And then Oof. when he was diagnosed with cancer, he, like, that was one time he balled his eyes off. My mom said, but that was it. But now, I don't, you know, like, <laughs> just everything. Just mm-hmm. but I think it feels good. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. Does it. Feel, I mean, right? I cry, I, cry lot, so. I cry a lot. I cry a lot. It's
2: hard though. It's very hard to be vulnerable. Like I cry a lot. Crying is kind of my MO, but I will not cry in front of anyone. You no, know, I see Kelsey fighting <laughs> back and I'll say
1: Kelsey, yeah. it's okay to cry. Yeah. And then I've had I've had other people cry about their careers in our in Hollywood not going. I know yeah. you think I'm crazy for crying. I go, no, I would think you were crazy for not crying. It's your dream. Funny, I understand.
2: It's like, how did we get there to think that like
3: crying is crazy? We're right? always qualifying our tears, aren't we? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I oof, hit I We're qualifying hit our tears. I hit We mine. qualify a lot of things. We do. <laughs> and the tears. Okay, we go ahead. Continue,
2: mean, though, please.
3: Something, I, something will always, I will always say, which is another example, which is like... If that makes sense. Like I'm always kind of qualifying with my language. Like if that makes sense, as if I might not make sense, right? Like we have these like ways of communicating because we're searching for these moments of connection and crying is like one of the most vulnerable things you can do with another person. Um, And, you know, growing up for me, I was raised by a single mom, a very, very strong woman. She went through so much and I saw her cry a couple of times and she was so ashamed.
1: (gasps) Oh, She heavy. didn't want to cry for Poor her. thing.
3: You know, and so is I... Is she
1: still with us, Ash?
3: She is, Thank yeah. Thank goodness. She must yeah. be so
1: proud of you. I think so. Well, look, I'm oh, sure. Well, look what yeah. she created. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes, you know, we have to understand, and I know, I'm sure, bringing with you too with your family, I'm sure they went through a lot of hardship to give you both what you have now. You know, of Maria's course. parents, same thing. Of course. And sometimes they had to be that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I even have empathy for them not yeah. crying because yeah. they had to be. They
3: had to hold it together. Of right? and you, you, know? you wouldn't talk about being but in therapy. Like people are like trading therapists now and, you know, yeah. there's public platforms no, back for then, it. But you wouldn't.
1: She had to do what she had to do to get you where you are, which is at an amazing place. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I thank God I, my, I lost my dad 30 years ago, but he always said, he's like, no, you're, you know, it's okay for you to do this because, you know, you're, you're supposed to be better. Like I, yeah. I didn't have education. Yeah. I didn't have. You got that stuff from yeah. me, so you're going to be better than me. Yeah. So you, yes, you. You cry. Yes, yeah. you. Yeah do the things that go against stereotypes, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah, no, I am. Um, I have proudly been in in therapy for 20 years. Like I was in my wow. teens and I went to my mom and I said, I am feeling a lot of feelings. I need to go to therapy. And mm-hmm. I, you How know, where
2: as a teenager?
3: Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I, you know, and I understand the Ash, privilege. Where did you go up? I'm sorry. Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like small, rural, small, small town. Okay. Yeah, like an hour and a half outside of New York city. Go ahead. You know, and you know, She was in a place financially to like be able to support me in doing that, which is such a mom
1: was strong, such a she was a bad bee as Kelsey would say.
3: (laughs) She worked every minute of every day. She made every lunch meal. She dropped me off and picked me up. Like she was she was superwoman. Um, And so, the luxury of being able to go to therapy at a really young age is to learn how to process feelings, but it also unfortunately taught me that that's where I process my feelings. Ooh. So only there I, yeah, I, so I, yeah. if I have tears that are coming up, you know, in a boardroom or an office or cause I'm excited about something or I feel rejected about something, I built this habit until my twenties where I would go hide to cry. Bathroom stalls, in my car, in my in a stairwell. Welcome to Hollywood.
1: I can't tell you how many people would say, yeah, I go to the bathroom and cry. I'm like, over over what? Adult make-believe? What are we talking about? (laughs) And not the shame on the people crying. I know the mofos who are making them cry. cry. I would cry too or punch them in the face. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, these sensitivities. (laughs) No, it's true. It's, um, I had another therapist in my late twenties ask me, I was sharing a story about, about going and hiding and crying. And I thought, you know, she was going to be like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry for that experience, which she was very empathic towards. But she asked me, she's like, do you always hide before you express your feelings? And I was like,
2: Oh my God. I mean, it
3: was a moment. It was a moment. And I was like, I do. Wow. Do you
1: always, wait, this is so great for people here. Do you always hide before you express your feelings? Yeah. I think so many of us do that. And we hide in different ways. Okay, so continue.
3: We hide, we, I walked out of there and just started realizing that, you know, when people ask me the question, how do you feel? I usually answer with how I think about something. Like I I actually couldn't answer the question. I feel sad. I'm, I'm grieving. I'm excited. I'm like I'm this, 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 and this feeling all at one time, that, that feelings color wheel, I ended up printing it and putting it in, in my bedroom and just like starting to look at it to really connect with actually, how am I feeling right now? Um, and that was a really big moment for me, um, clearly in years later launching Quilt because all of a sudden all of the feelings just started that were suppressed, started coming up.
1: I, I'm wow. going to back up a little bit. So when, I always say to Kels, when I get to, you know, um, host the show for Maria and we have all these super successful people like you guys come in Mm. and it's wonderful to learn. The one, I would say the one thing that you all have Mm. that Kelsey and I don't,
2: (laughs) no, 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 we're working on it. (laughs) I'm
1: being self-deprecating. I'm sorry. Um, is I always say this heightened awareness. Mm. So Brahim, you were in the ocean and you say, wait, why are they all plastic mm. balls here when there's this beautiful ecosystem? Mm. And you say at a young age, like I don't I need to go to therapy. It's like, mm. wild. But and so I commend you for having that, but mm. I think we can all have that. But we're moving so fast, right? We're mm. consuming, we're consuming. <laughs> every, but I think for everybody, if you can just raise your awareness mm. and take the temperature of what's going on around you, your body, you know, I mm-hmm. think but that's the one thing that I see with super successful, high vibrating people is this this increased awareness, which also hurts too to have that awareness. I know mm-hmm. that that can be painful mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I think that is something we can control. I don't yeah. think you have to be the smartest or, you know, I understand when you don't have means and uh, like I'm dealing with someone right now who's got cancer and is bankrupt and is has children. It, there's not even time yeah. to have awareness, yeah, you know, And no and I am, my heart just goes out to any of you who's in that situation. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you can just please get out to nature for 20 minutes and you know what I mean just yeah. breathe, but it's that awareness. Mm. I see that in both you guys and um mm. it's 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 commendable mm. and I think uh it's uh, I do think it's attainable though for more of us. We just again, if we could just get off uh you know Amazon or Truly. whatever we're binge watching or just for a minute to go okay, what's what's Pause. going around? What's going on around me, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, we can we connect in our awareness too. I think it's one of the one of the best ways to bond with another person is by just not being or not feeling like you need to be a know-it-all, but just sharing like what you're aware of, what you're not aware of, what you're feeling, like really coming from a place more so of curiosity than of of judgment.
1: Curiosity. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah yeah I mean I
1: get curious you know like that's I remember a therapist told me that too rather than stress be be curious you know just be yeah wonder curious. that was her big thing it's Ida Kendall Mike who's my like sensei but she's always like no no mm. no don't worry wonder
3: mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that yep
1: and turn so, your worry
3: into wonder. wonder my mom says that Your mom is
1: amazing. She is. We need to talk to your mom at some point. We do. Uh, No, no, by the way, and your family too, because I've always been fascinated. You know, I've met, I have a lot of celebrity friends, super successful friends. And the one thing is one of the few times I get to meet the parents, I want to get in the parents' head. Like, what did you do? (laughs) And sometimes, listen, sometimes you have a kid who's just, you know, even Maria's parents are like, from she walked at like eight months and she never wanted to be in our arms. She was just go, go, go be a doer. You know, like I understand certain kids are just born that way, but the parents definitely instilled certain principles in her. And I'm really fascinated with that. And also I'd like to learn. Mm. And I think a lot of other parents can learn, Mm. but your mom, I mean, that's just, you know, and I think probably with you, unfortunately, seeing her, not be able to feel, just have to keep working, keep providing, that's probably transcended down to you. But your body was like, wait, no, that's yeah. next generation's like, eh, you know yeah. what, that doesn't work Yeah, for me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can't, I just couldn't, um, I'm an empath. So my desire to go, 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 like my health stopped me. Mm. You know, I would have just kept yes. going. I would have just yes. kept going. Trust okay. me. Okay, <laughs> so yes. And, and I tell
1: you, I always say the wheels will come off the wagon at some uh, point. Maria with a tumor. Mm-hmm, I have yep. Hashimoto's yeah. and like mold poison And like yep. a million things going on in my body right now. Yep. Same thing. Yep. Person I'm just dealing with right now with breast cancer, but it's yep. not a coincidence. It's just all of it. So tell me health-wise, everything just mm. kind of came down on you. Yeah, And, I mean, and take I mean, us from...
0: All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy, Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Ties, what do you have? is using the WAY hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free, up your schedule with WAY. Go to the WAY, T H E O U A I dot com, and enter the promo code Heal Squad for 15% off any product. That's the WAY, T H E O U A I dot promo code Heal Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. There. Our system
3: shut down. You know, like we will be forced. Our bodies. Yeah. yeah. We will be forced to rest you know mm. if we don't do it for ourselves and i i this is my pattern i've learned this lesson a few times i have had a 15 year journey of body aches and pains and kind of random things or mystery things that would come up that would just slow me right down yeah um and that's usually the time where i'm like okay what is the lesson here Let's go even deeper. Let's quiet everything outside of ourselves.
1: It's go even deeper internally. Internally. And so what about all the work, you know, the work you're doing for your business, your career, whatever, at that moment? What do you do?
3: You know, I still, um, I'm still type A and I still manage like it all. Um, but I, I, like one of the biggest things I'm doing right now is improving my sleep.
2: Me too, girl. My aura ring has changed no, my life. Yeah. No, I mean <laughs> listen, seriously, though the best
1: natural medicine in the world to me, Kevin is always sleep. says it. Yeah. Best natural medicine, yeah. whether it's a cold, even a broken bone. But sleep, we always put it last. Sleep. Yeah. It's like yeah. oh, we can sacrifice yeah. sleep. But but back up, Ash. What what was wasn't there one where the wheels really came off the yeah. wagon? Mm.
3: Yeah, in 2015, um, I got into an accident and had a brain injury. Mm. Um, and I was living in New York City at the time. I was like. Probably the most social person anyone has ever met, you know, like my identity was very much wrapped up in, you know, the people that I knew and how I was helping them and connecting them. I was a matchmaker. I was a community yeah, builder. Right. Okay. We talked I about remember. that the last yeah. time and I was go, go, go. great go, skills go. to pick up, but yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, if you looked at my calendar, I took Mondays off, but I would have four events every night and I would make all four? of them in New York City. Oh my God. And so I'd be at each for 20 minutes. Traveling.
1: And then such a drain, I mean, because so many people.
3: Everything. And you're an empath, so you've soaked up everyone's energy. You're I, I had no idea. Yeah.
1: And you can't even necessarily be yourself because you're in sales mode.
3: Oh, no. You're being I was, everything
1: for everyone else.
3: I was a, I was a, a really friendly robot, <laughs> you know, oh my um, in, in so many ways. And then all of a sudden I got into an accident and mm-hmm. I, uh, I hurt this thing in my head here, this brain, um, and was forced to really slow down. Like, you know, I I was sleeping 18 hours a day. I was in bed. New York was too stimulating. So I came to LA. Mm -hmm. My brother, who's uh, one of the most interesting people, I think, on the planet um, and has had such a fascinating journey, everything from being a digital artist and a poet to real estate to er probably the earliest person I ever knew in crypto to going to Peru and developing shamanic Yeah, I'm going back to mom.
1: I'm going back to mom for raising this team. She really
3: made everything possible for us. Um, And he sent me a message. He was in Peru and he was like, "Um, have you heard of the man Joe Dispenza? And I was like, no, but I have so much time on my hands right now because I'm just laying here. And he's like, download, you know, the audible or the audio because I couldn't read. I couldn't retain, you know, anything Mm -hmm. I was reading. uh, Breaking the habit of being yourself and let me know what you think. Uh, and I, I listened to all of it and I just realized that like my mindfulness practice is going to be the only way that I'm going to get through this, that I'm going to heal. Like it's no longer okay for me to not listen to my inner voice. I've been so intuitive my whole life, but I've been ignoring it, thinking that that's like, that's not the thing I've been overdriving and going towards yeah, the shiny yeah, object. Yeah, That's not what's going to happen anymore. And I changed everything about my life. Um, I mean, some, some of it because I had to, you know, cause I couldn't really like walking was hard. Wow. Um, but I gained like who I am as a result of it. So two years, two years later is really like when I kind of came out of the woodworks and started exploring what it might mean to build a community where people could come together and heal together.
1: So, you know, what I love is you're serving your needs, right? You, you're you're still uh, inside of you. You still have a motor. You're an ass kicker. You want to build something cool. But like you're doing with the environment, it's like you're doing something positive, but you're also getting... You know, it's funny. I, I remember a yogi friend of mine was working with... Yogi Cameron, actually. And I, I had a friend from home who was really in a bad way. And Yogi Cameron was helping her. And um, she ended up breaking her ankle, you know, mm-hmm. And she was mm. she always running marathons, but at the same time, single mom, was a widow, had four kids that she supported on her own, like two businesses, and she's running marathons. And I'm like, honey, oh, you got to slow down. And um, he said to me, you know, Kevin, I don't think the broken ankle is a coincidence. He's like, I think that is the universe breaking her foot to mm. stop running, not just running the marathon, but running from life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I believe... That accident, yeah. that's my personal belief, of course. is the universe. Yeah. So sometimes it's like you could get the jolt of, now you have hajimotos. And then that leads into, you know, some other kind of thing and some other kind of thing and eventually cancer. And that's, you can get that too. But I think sometimes the universe steps in yeah. and yeah. there's the, the accident and says time to stop. I want some of our older females um, listening to show. And by the way, you know what's really cool about our show, Breakdown? Mm is Maria was showing me the uh we we are the demo. same the demos same in all the age each groups. Grade, wow. Yeah, all the four age oh, groups it's about the you know 20% of each which is really incredible so I that get that's Maria and Kelsey and Pooja. But um but I want to say because the older generation ash is like you know for me, it'd be like, have a bagel, and eat a diet you know drink a diet Coke, and have a bagel, move on, but the older you know generation yeah. of women is just press on, yeah more coffee, yeah, more wine at yeah. night, you know yeah. to calm myself, more pills, like yeah. whatever it is, yeah. but to push on, yeah, push on, I yeah. still have to be there, mm-hmm. and like I had a, a friend older friend of um someone who was my age, you know female say to me, we're on a board together, and she was uh saying, you know, I'm." really trying to listen to my body and I'm trying to create boundaries Mm. and I'm trying. She's like, but I'm getting like, a am getting attacked from people around me.
3: Yeah.
1: It's not working. She's like, it's not really working out for me because I'm getting a lot of people like, no, you can do it. And she's like, no, I I really just want to, and they're shaming her. Oh yeah. Right. And especially for women, I feel like you guys get such shame. You're not enough of a mom or enough of a wife or enough of an earner or enough of a this or enough of a that, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, identity is, um, we're all wrapped up inside of our identities. And I think every level there's a new devil, right? That's a... Every I,
1: level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's you, that's yeah. Nicole Avant. Yeah. Is it? Nicole Avant said that. Oh, I didn't when realize we that. Show. We love her. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. New, yeah, she, would say she has new levels, new levels. I love
3: that. Yeah, I mean, no matter what direction we're going in, if we are increasing our frequency and raising our vibration and we're committing to doing the work, like, that's not easy, right? And you're going to have a lot of dissonance and friction and frustration and competition and jealousy. Every time you're evolving, there's going to be people that are going to try to pull you down. Try to pull Who you is, down. is it? Was it...
1: <sighs> Erin Brockovich, who was on the show, and she said, it's like football. Yes, the one yard. She's like, you got to, and again, see 20th century mentality. She's like, it's like football, and someone's going to always be trying to stop you from getting over the goal line. Mm -hmm. I like your metaphor better.
3: Well, the reason I like, I mean, the reason I can see the positive in being forced to slow down is like, if we can actually just trust our own life have a relationship with our own intuition Mm -hmm. you know tune out what everybody is saying whether it's like your family or your friends or on social media or on the news and just develop like a relationship with your inner voice then sometimes people are going to say those things and it doesn't matter
1: so so let's explain that Right, yeah. that's a look a little bit above my regular guy status. So, <laughs> but so your how, how do I develop or we develop a relationship with our inner voice?
3: I mean, I talk to myself all day long, um, for, out loud.
1: Yeah, but a lot of us don't say nice things to ourselves. I know I don't.
3: It's true. Yeah, you know what I mean,
1: I know a lot of the women I know listen on our heel squad don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always again, you're not yeah. enough. You did this wrong. You did that yeah. wrong.
3: I mean, my discomfort has always been in stillness. Um, I go go go. I do do do. My my addiction is work. I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to taking care of myself. I'm uh like I'm addicted to the idea of moderation and not going one way or the other. Like we all have addictions, whether it is you addicted know, food. to moderation. Yeah, I'm addicted so, to it. I'm so obsessed with not going. Isn't that too a far good thing? One.
1: Oh, oh yeah, right. It's control. Yes. Uh. Oh,
3: At the heart of it is, is, you know, this desire to control, because for me, that's what feels safe. So always doing, always going, always thinking, always feeling, always anything doesn't actually allow your nervous system to just chill, slow (laughs) down. And if we slow down, like those voices come through.
0: Minus the sweet chili. Mm.
1: I'll add one more thing. Yeah. And sometimes if people go good, they don't want to hear the voices. But let me add this that might be, make it more aspirational. Brahim, I'm going to go to you because I bet you anything you're going to agree with me. That I find that if, and I'll say this to you, Ashley, you probably already know this, but I want to just remind you. Um, when I look back at, you know, when you guys came in the studio, you saw Maria you see best-selling books, you see she wrestled, she yeah. starred in movies, she hosted every show, she reported for nightly news. Like there's not a thing in this business Maria hasn't done other than singing. Yeah. She or sang music.
2: at Eurovision. So. She did sing at Eurovision, <laughs> that's right.
1: Um, but, uh, so again, yeah, she does. But when I look back, you know, it was like, for me, it was seven days a week mm, yeah. and it was just in between... The toxicity she dealt with as a female in the business. The only solution I had was let's work harder. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. Like we'll, we'll outwork them. Yeah, that's it. I'll just yeah. we're just going to get you big in other areas. Yeah, so you won't need them, and you'll end up here. And while I'm grateful that we got here and we made it through, I will say that probably could have worked about thirty percent less, and we would have had the same results, maybe even more. Mm. And what I've learned, and I'm trying to coach some of the younger people for my company, unfortunately, like Roxy, who's been with me since she was 18. Now she's 30, and she still has the motor I put in her. Yeah. And I'm like, Roxy, if you can just back up a little bit and breathe, yeah. more will come. Yeah. Success-wise, can, Brian, can you speak to that? Because I'm finding that now. The less I'm doing, yeah. mm. the more I'm sitting back. The more stuff's happening. Mm. Whereas before it was like, again, 20th century, will, will fight more. Yeah. Got to work harder. Got to you know, every, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not filling enough buckets. Reem, can you speak to this? Do, does this make sense to you?
4: So I'm trying to reflect on how, you know, what my journey, um, uh, re- how my journey relates to this. And the, the notion of uh, working hard, I think is a, is a is built into American culture. Yeah. And it's a and it's a little confusing, right? Because it's a, you know, the hardest working people in the US are the people who actually get paid the least. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so it's it's another one of those, you know, like fallacies. Not that that means we shouldn't work hard, but, you know, like it's about Um, that this promise that if you do these things, you will get this outcome has, um, is a much, is a much simpler version than the actual truth, which is, you know, working hard, it does not equal success, does not equal freedom. It just equals time for money and time for money and time for money Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, going back to this notion of unfettered capitalism, you know, the minimum wage has been the same since 2007. I mean, the the value of money, that's like... The- when I've sat with people and tried
1: to say, let's just do the math, like for the minimum wage, how is this person... And you know what I've literally had people say to me, like very wealthy people be like, they're, they're focusing and whatever on how this hourly wage is somehow going to pay for rent. And, f- and like literally this was the last time I brought up with somebody the, the response was, I don't want to think about the same way. It's depressing me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do believe in hard work because I think it's good for our soul. However, hard work constantly and hard work and nothing but hard work.
2: Well, and hard work ignoring.
1: I don't like think if, I think you, down, it will pay perhaps. more for you yeah. to step back, be still, be aware, engage in self-care i I think there's more success actually for you. the more you breathe mm-hmm. the more like my wife, the more she's stepping back yeah if this were five years ago, guys there's no way I'd be sitting here, no way,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. would you
1: guys be here and not with Maria mm-hmm. no way
3: mm-hmm.
1: and but the more she's letting go, yeah, the more that's coming in mm-hmm. and then even with the stuff coming in, she's like No, uh, that's, I'm, I'm not feeling that. Mm -hmm. You know, her whole thing is like, it's either has to serve purpose for me or be fun or I'm out. Yeah. You know,
3: purpose is a really important part of when I, I don't feel like I'm working. Yeah. You don't. Also such a privilege, right? Like, yes, I, I really understand that. And I was a horrible employee working for someone else when I I was just not connected to the purpose of the thing. Mm. You know, and like I could sell ice to an Eskimo if I really believed in it. But the moment that I stopped believing in the thing, can't do it. Like everything was shut down. And, uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful opportunity to be able to work in something that is part of your, you feel like part of your purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt I was born kind of understanding my purpose and people are like, how'd you find your purpose? I'm like, it's kind of just been inside of me. You know, but... I'm going to go back to mom. Alluvia. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: and also... The, of I course, think, that, yeah. But also these... No, no. I also think your generation is more evolved and more sensitive and more empathetic. Again, an older healer told me this. Like, no, yeah. the new... Like 20 years ago. In fact, I had a paraplegic, uh, quadriplegic poodle. And so I'd go to this pet store and there was this lady who worked there and she was a Reiki healer, but she was selling dog food. She just worked there because she loved animals. Yeah. And we like, what's wrong with your dog? Oh, can't walk. Anyway, we ended up forming a friendship and she was saying, no, no this generation coming up is far more, they have different senses, mm. a different dimension of senses you're going to see. And I remember being again like, yeah, okay, whatever, lady. <laughs> <You know laughs> what I mean? And now I'm like... You know, so I think Mm. it's just there's a different wiring. Now, if that wiring isn't uh, nurtured properly, well, we see the craziness of your generation, too. Yeah. But when it is nurtured properly with, like, your people like your mom, you Mm. see what you get, you know. But, yeah, I think there's a different sensitivity level, empathy level, all that stuff, which I think is great.
3: Look at all the, I mean, we're in... You might be able to speak more to this than I can, Raheem, but I keep reading the headlines of the mass exodus of people at their jobs. Oh, my gosh. People yeah. just... You
1: guys... They're like out. There's no I, one... No one... Yeah. Did you? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to say it because I don't want to hurt air travel, but all the flights being canceled because they have no staff.
3: Mm-hmm. People have just decided, like, are done, you know, with with COVID, like it's not worth it. We're leaving the, or, these urban cities. We're not going to mm-hmm. pay these prices. We're going to go have like a home in yeah. Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. My mom's a realtor there. She's a bit right. busier. Okay. Give I like mom like might not, I'm, I'm in.
2: Yeah, <laughs> all the millennials just want to be happy. They're like, I don't care. I just want to be happy. I, yeah.
1: yeah. You know, it was when I was at, we were in Amsterdam for something with MTV about six months ago. And, um, you know, over there they pay a lot in taxes but they have wonderful healthcare, great mm-hmm. education, yeah. and they don't mind paying the taxes. But there was just a much more relaxed vibe. Even the style, everyone was just chill. Um, and even like you had pickpockets there, but you didn't really have violent crime or any of that stuff. It's just, it's, uh, and I think more people are, they, listen, we're always going to have the, the, pe- the people that want to be in the cities and they love the action. And mm-hmm. I think especially young people like young people come in LA, like, or New York, like, okay, I get it. It's fun. But I'm always like, you know, when you start to hit around 30, 35, like, I don't know, maybe go back to to nature and today where you can work online, but everyone's got their own right journey. But I do see, and I think you're going to see more people just be like, yeah, I'm I'm out. I'm out. out." I, again, I still think you have to be responsible. I still think that, you know, if whatever you want in life, it's not going to come easy. Look, if you want to clean up the oceans, that's not going to be easy. And if you want to build quilt, it's not going to be easy. Mm-mm. So the thing is, again, I think consumerism and capitalism like breeds this of like, I want all these big things, but then I don't want to do the work. And now I'm angry. I don't have those things. Mm. So I think there's a balance there. But I, again, I just think the overworking hurts. It doesn't pay, actually pay, doesn't pay dividends. I actually argue that by, doing, by taking your foot off the pedal, you know, more will come.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that you're seeing this getting back to, yeah, people just, uh, they're out. And I think also like managers, uh, you know, and bosses, and which I've been saying for, with all, at least with my company, you know, we were doing stuff at After Buzz. Uh, we we're trying to answer this, but I, I think with companies, like you just have to, you, you. oh, people always say, how do you get such great people So like over the years to work for me and I've been very blessed as you can see with the Kelsey and Puja. Um, but I would say I was always trying to root for their success as much as my own, sometimes more, Mm -hmm. actually always more. But even if you just, and I will tell managers that like you have to be thinking you want, got to want them to win too. And I remember again, 20th century, I remember this one guy, his favorite time of the year, you guys, was, was the holidays. You know why? Because that's when bonus checks went out, and you know why? Because he was so excited to tell them the bonuses they weren't getting that they were expecting. And this was his favorite time of the year, and I was like, "Oh my god, no. this is what's out there." But you know, as the world, as that world is collapsing, mm. we're seeing that guard collapse. But they're still out there. But mm. but your generation's like, "Yeah, I'm out. I, you know, I'm out. You don't. If you don't value me and see me for who I am, mm. what's the point?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that. Wow. Mental Health Awareness Month. Hmm. Mental Health Awareness Month. Kelsey. Poojie, yeah. you're in the booth. You're just too busy taking notes.
3: <laughs> probably so going Poojie's, to is, No, so, Pooj, no,
1: so <laughs> uh, it's interesting. She's all Indian descent and um, has a great story too. And it's nice because Kelsey is millennial and she's more Gen Y. See.
2: Z. Gen Z, excuse <laughs> me.
1: Gen Y. It Is works. there a Gen Y? Same Is it thing. coming?
2: I don't know. Gen Z. I don't think there's but one here.
1: but uh Pooch, you know, how does all this stuff resonate with you? Are we from another planet?
2: No, I think especially now with my generation, like you were saying, um, Ashley, with social media, it's mm. gotten really bad, like mm. really mm. bad. I think for us, the biggest thing is the comparison, because mm. we see like, the you know, the highlight reel of everyone's lives. And we're like, oh, how come it's not like that? Like, how come we can't we can't be doing that? Um, mm. Which is why I love quilt, because I'm on quilt. And mm. it <laughs> it just it's a nice space where there's no judgment, mm. like everyone's real, like no one's trying to front Um, and I think we need more of that. Mm. We really do. Um, so saying that, yeah,
3: Yeah. it's, um, I appreciate hearing that it's, um, about five years ago, I, there were a lot of, um, fires, you know, I mean, every year there are fires Mm -hmm. in California and on our planet and I was, I am new to to california five years ago right. and so i've been exposed to hurricanes and i've been exposed you know snowstorms and
1: yeah, fires and earthquakes are a thing out here
3: yeah, oh, yeah no yeah not in or Str- pennsylvania or in new york city and i was like and i remember seeing fires mm. like from santa monica and i like i didn't know i didn't know what to do and i was living alone and i was feeling super overwhelmed and i started crying and i had this thought because i was in my awakening um and Uh, I was like, I wonder if other people are scared too. So I took a picture and I posted it on Instagram. Just, I really, like, I I don't know. It just, I felt inspired to like share this and I'm not, was not one to post often on, on Instagram. And then, you know, came back an hour later and people thought I was like, you know, mentally unwell posting a picture of tears it was Mm -hmm. is this a cry for help like you know like this emergency for me not for the planet interesting and all of a sudden i felt so like alone and like comparing myself because everybody else's pictures are happy like you're saying and i took it down and i just was like i Mm -hmm. i guess this is not this is not the place for that uh and today like whether it's, you know, Adele or Keith Love or, you know, or or somebody, you know, a musician with a song around crying, whatever it is, people are now publicly expressing their, their pain on social media, trying, trying in the old paradigms, which are the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the Twitters of the world, trying to like shine through and share something that is authentic and that is real. Mm. I'm so excited about that. And I also, of course, I'm sitting here in the question mark of, will those models on those platforms with those features really get us where we need to, or do we need to evolve that, um, and not feel like we're gonna? I think ourselves? we need. I think
1: we need to evolve as individuals.
3: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're
1: yeah. always going to have that stuff, but again, go back to wake up, like he had said, like Graham said about coming out of our spells. Mm. That's education. Right, and that's where we have to educate ourselves to go. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm not getting on Instagram today. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Or if I'm going on, it's for something else. You know, I think that's. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's what Quilt is doing. Bringing it back to that, not to just keep bringing it back to Quilt, but I think (laughs) that no, but I think that these are the places that you can be safe and have these discussions and educate yourself. So then you can start educating your children.
3: It is important to, uh, learn, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a big fan of quilts, so come there. Um, <laughs> but the other thing I'll sometimes do is just follow Brahim on Twitter. <laughs> um, I've never really been into like the, the, the Twitter landscape before. Yeah, something... I think it's the, do- it's I scary. personally
1: think it's the darkest of all of I them. I think it's,
3: yeah. I do think it's the darkest of yeah. all of them. Um, yeah, I'm
1: off. I don't go near it.
3: And, but I, but I will say that like by doing all of my social media exploration, getting to know Brahim, who he has such a, uh strong and kind of consistent voice on Twitter, raising awareness, like Mm. in the space that might be the most toxic, like shedding light on what is happening in the fashion industry, in the crypto space, you know, on Mm -hmm. climate, with our education systems and our political systems. Like on Quilt, we don't really go into, it's like Quilt is not a political place. right? You know, people show up, they have all different backgrounds. They may have different belief systems, but we come in, there's like a shared desire for kindness and to care for one another. And so it's really not a ju- a judgmental environment, but the world we're in is a judgmental space. It's it's oh, so yeah.
1: Gabby Bernstein. You must know yeah, Gabby, but Gabby's yeah. that judgment detox. And yeah. I, oh, again, I that's my tool in my brain to go yeah. back to when I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm like God, judgment detox. To, you know, stop judging because you don't know anyone else's story. You really don't. You know, but yeah, it's but so but it's educate. nice that quilt doesn't have that. It's nice. I feel like with the heel squad here, we don't have it either. Mm. But there's so much like judgment, 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 ju- you know, everybody is better than everyone else. And then, you know, we, we just, and I can speak because I'm an American, but like, it seems like the American culture is like, I, I just have to win.
4: Mm-hmm. i
1: got to get the last word in. Mm-hmm. I'll die to be right. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah. and rather than listen to the other side. But I like the, I think feeling like, Brahim, the way you're coming at people it's a lot more educational and less judgmental and that's the key cuz i would say go back to education yeah, all those yeah. liberal principles that again i laughed at like when i or just i just shrugged my shoulders yeah whatever yeah. and i realized it really is about education mm-hmm. if we you know if we just educate one another and have empathy mm-hmm. things would you know so when you hear when you hear your story like wait why would i want to why wouldn't i want to support an ocean that is vibrant compared to one with bottles and cans that clearly is doing damage to everybody. But when we hear it, but then when it comes off in a judgmental tone, the people who put it out in a judgmental way, that gets the reaction from the masses to be angry and go, no, it's uh, climate change is fake. And, and now right. here we go. But if you come at it from just like, well, you know, these are just from facts and I, I kind of want to do something better mm-hmm. for the world. And then he's like, Oh, huh. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a lot more disarming and again, a better way to educate. Hey, Heal Squad, that concludes part one of our interview with Quilts, Ashley and Brahim. Uh, please, please like and subscribe if you'd be so kind. Leave us some comments. And uh, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, well, be sure to give us a nice five-star rating. Yes. And some comments as well. And be sure to tune into part two. Much more great information and takeaway. See you then.